0: Welcome to The Born Connect, the show that inspires you through the success stories of
1: everyday people. Now, here's your host, Omar Bourne. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is another episode of The Born Connect, the podcast that inspires you through the stories of everyday people like yourself. I'm your host. Omar Bourne, aka the Born Writer. As always, I want to thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Before we get down to business, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Born Writer, and remember subscribe to the Born Connect podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favorite podcast provider. What in the world, 2020? That's the question for today's episode. What in the world? 2020 has been a year unlike any other that we've seen. So much so that I saw this meme where when people look back in history, they're going to count it down. They're going to say 2018, 2019, 2019. 2021, 2022. And when someone asks, well, what about 20? We don't mention that year. We don't mention 2020. From COVID-19 to quarantine, to racial injustice, unrest, widespread protests, 2020 has taken a mental toll on all of us. So how can we cope with the added stress? And here's another question. Is there hope? My grandmother and mother always say, where there's life, there's hope. I have a special guest to share the inspiration and hope that we need to make it through these difficult times. He is none other than America's psychologist, Dr. Jeff Gardere. If you need cogent information about mental health, Dr. Jeff is your guy. He's written books on this topic, his latest, The Causes of Autism. He is an associate professor, course director at Toro College here in New York City. And if the name sounds familiar, it's because you know him. You've seen him on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, CBS. He's even been on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and my personal favorite, Love and Hip Hop. I remember the time that he gave Stevie J and Jocelyn some advice. I could go on and on, but you can read more on his website, drjeffgardere.com, or you can follow him on social media, Dr. Jeff Gardier. But enough with the introductions, let's get to the inspiration. Dr. Jeff Gardier, my man, welcome to the show. Omar, it's a pleasure to be with you and your incredible audience. Before I get to the information about what other people can do to cope, I want to ask you, how are you? I've been well. It's been
0: an opportunity to get to know my children, uh, to get to know my (laughs) wife. As a matter of fact, Omar, I was sitting in the kitchen the other day and I saw a bunch of kids running through and I turned to her and I said, who are those kids? She said, those are your kids. (laughs) I I really forgot uh, what they look like. So, you know, I am doing well, but, you know, the thing is this, Omar, Mm -hmm. if you uh, talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. And so if I'm um, bringing some inspiration, some hope, some good clinical advice to helping people out, I've got to do those things. I've got to be healthy. I've got to be strong uh, so that I can help so many people. That's my place on this earth and that's what God has chosen me to do. And it's great work if you can get it.
1: And you make an excellent point because you have to take care of yourself first, right? That's key. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people.
0: Absolutely right.
1: Lots have occurred in 2020. When we look at mental health and how people can cope, what are some of the warning signs that you may need some help?
0: What are the warning signs? Warning signs, um, free-floating anxiety. You know what that's all about. You're a very uh, settled uh, individual. Um, You know, your well-being uh, is something that you work on. But you've got to admit, even you are dealing with free-floating anxiety. Uh, We're dealing with PTSD. Mm have a lot of intrusive thoughts and avoidance behaviors and fear around this COVID 19 fear around police officers fear as to whether we will be back at work in a way that makes sense or back to school uh having frustration sadness depression feeling like we're in a dream and we're not waking up anger unresolved grief for the people who have passed and we haven't been able to grieve in the way that we've wanted to, uh, but that we've had to, uh, feeling overwhelmed and at times demoralized. Those are the uh, exact warning signs that something is really going on. It's a long list. It is. It's a real list.
1: It is. It is. Um, I feel overwhelmed just hearing the list, you know.
0: <laughs> I feel overwhelmed just giving you the list.
1: <laughs> oh, man. um, But enough about the list. Let's move to some positivity. What can people do and where can they go to find some help?
0: Well, certainly, uh, you know, we've had the orders of uh, the quarantine mm-hmm. and um, sheltering in place and Uh, social distancing, but it doesn't mean that we need to be alone. As a matter of fact, this is not the time for us to be alone. So even physically, if we're slowing down on the contacts we make with other people, because of social distancing, because of self-quarantining and so on. And as you know, uh, the situation changes day by day. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I think it's important that we be in contact with as many people as possible. We should form uh, informal support groups of family, friends and colleagues where we can talk uh, by, you know, through social media, through Zoom, uh, through Google Hangout, through the telephone, the good old telephone. Uh, online chat groups are really important where we may be talking to strangers but we're also being able to talk and that's important and of course we know telehealth has come into its full glory. It's something that we wanted before COVID-19 happened but mm-hmm. something that we know is real. So we just because we are social distancing and we're doing it and we should be doing it doesn't mean that we're socially isolated. So. I would say the most important thing that we can do is reach out of the darkness and be in contact with others. And by the way, this isn't just about complaining how bad things are. More importantly, it's about being able to connect mm-hmm. and also sharing Um, empowerment strategies what works for you what works for me you know I've talked to so many people about the importance of exercise in a time of like that we're experiencing now and so people have been doing that so there are a lot of things that we're all doing you don't have to hear just from Dr. Jeff what works for Omar what works for Sally what works for Robert what works for you know Latif you know share those empowerment strategies because it really can help someone else.
1: And you make some key points because I have friends who are overseas and we encourage each other to exercise. Uh, We'll do push-ups on a daily basis. And I'll say, hey, I did 50 today. What about you? And that's a way for us to connect, even though we're not close to each other. So even though we're socially distanced, we're uh, in quarantine or isolation, as we want to say, we can still connect with other people. And that's going to be an important strategy to get us through this. We're all in this together.
0: And Omar, here's the thing. That's right. We are in it together. You are not alone. That's a very important message for people. But you brought up something that is so, um, so salient, so important, so valuable, and people don't really understand it. When you are uh, doing something like a Google Hangout, or you're on Zoom, or as the Commodores would say, I'd like to fly away from
1: here, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: but, um, but I think it's so important. It's not just sitting in front of a computer and talking. Mm-hmm. It's about doing movement with one another. So whether that's doing push-ups or sit-ups, whether it's dancing, whether it's you know doing some free-form meditation that also uses body movement. What we're actually doing is using the mirror neurons in our brains. It stimulates more uh, cell growth in our brains. It stimulates more of the hormones and uh, endorphins and positive uh, neurotransmitters, excitatory neurotransmitters. And so it's not just looking at one another and watching our lips move and listening to one another, but it's actually moving together. And so that adds another dimension to being in contact and interacting with other people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think of it as a long distance relationship. If you're in a long distance relationship, you got to find ways to make it work. Uh, this is what we're in at the moment. Find Absolutely. a way.
0: Absolutely. And when I was single, long distance relationships were just fine for me. Don't <laughs> do this, Okay.
1: <laughs> I hear that. I like it. I want to switch gears a little bit to discuss the racial issues that we see. Um, a lot of social and racial unrest going on in society today. We've had the protest, but we see a lot of diversity in these protests right Um, my question is what advice would you give to those who are uncomfortable with having the racial discussions
0: you know the important thing is it is uh it is paramount that we talk about race that we talk about racism because that's the only way we're going to come to terms with it to realize that it's very real It's a it's a linchpin. It's the foundation on which this country and many countries were were built. And we've become so discouraged about discussing it and about getting over it. But we're finally learning that we can begin to have this discussion. So let's keep the discussion going. So how do we do that? I think it's first of all, talk to people who are not part of the chorus. It's easy to talk to people who are black and brown and who are white or 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 who may be Asian or, you know, different religions or sexualities who are on board with dealing with and eliminating racism. But I think it's also important to talk to people who are not there. Those are the people that we need to begin to change their mindset. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that without offending them, uh, without our being offended, without doing a lot of super heavy lifting? So I say lay out some ground rules. First and foremost, no shaming. Okay, Mm -hmm. no shaming. Talk about what's going on as far as race. Talk about what the facts are and be ready to agree to disagree, because there may be people who disagree. But we need the conversation to not just be friendly. Uh, We know it's going to be heated, but we need it to be respectful. So respect is part of that by when I'm talking, you don't talk when you're talking. I stop talking. So we listen to one another. We have empathy for one another. We exchange ideas. And so when we walk out of that conversation, look, the person who may not believe that there's racism in the world may be educated a little bit more and may be softened up to begin to understand what institutional racism looks like. And the person who has been the victim of racism perhaps can learn how other folks think about it, what they need to know in order to address it, uh, in order to change it, and knowing what their point of view is. How is it that they have been affected by racism? Why is it that they may be um, you know, part of this institutional racism and white privilege? So it's about exchanging ideas and coming out of it Uh, intellectually and socially smarter than when we went into the conversation. We can't solve racism in one conversation, but if we can continue to have the conversations and let them be civil and they can be heated, but let them be civil, then we're on our way.
1: And there was a great word that you mentioned, respect. Well, two words, respect and empathy, because I think for a long time here in uh, this nation, we've dealt with racism Uh, From a standpoint of tolerance and tolerance is okay, but we have to get to a point of acceptance and understanding and empathy because we have to understand where the other person is coming from. And that is a critical point that you bring up. It's almost like the each one reach one strategy. You know, we're going to interact on our level with our circle and we're not all going to agree but if we can connect with each other, if we can listen and understand each other and empathize, I think that will go a long way to starting to move the conversation forward.
0: I agree. And you brought up this term of tolerance for a very long time. Our thing was, you know, the so-called experts like me. Oh, we must have tolerance. You know what tolerance means? Tolerance <laughs> means. That means you have to tolerate. That Mm -hmm. means you have to take a a milk of magnesia and (laughs) tolerate. It means you have to deal with, you know, an ex-spouse and tolerate them. Tolerance is not such a good thing. Mm -hmm. It just means that you have to grin and bear it. What we need is exactly what you're saying. More of the respect, more of the acceptance. And here's the other one that we need. Love. Yeah need to love one another. You know what? Loving is not so hard. I I live on a beach uh, uh, in the summer and most of my neighbors, I believe, uh, are Republicans, diehard Republicans. And I am a diehard, very liberal Democrat. Mm -hmm. What I love my neighbors and we don't agree politically on anything. But I still love them and I say it to them. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I want you to know that I love you.
1: It's okay. Well said. We can have differences, but we can still love one another. I am loving this conversation that we are having. Uh, I want to switch the focus a little bit to kids. Uh, We've seen a lot of kids out in the protests. So my question to you is, how can we talk to our kids about racism?
0: Well, first of all, uh, there have been a lot of folks who have saying it's not healthy to uh, bring our little kids out uh, to these uh, peaceful protests and demonstrations. And I say I can't think of a better way to empower your child to start learning about respect, about love, about empathy and about fighting for a cause and being relevant and leaving a footprint and actually being empowered to make change. And we're doing it by example. They're seeing the diversity. They're seeing people uh, peacefully protest, which means that they have power. And this is something that is, that this is what makes America great, that we have the right to do so, even though there are some people who try to quell that. And so how do we speak to our kids about it? Well, first of all, we can take them, if it's safe, we can take them to our protests and demonstrations because they'll absorb it and then we can talk to them as to what they learned and what that felt like. For my kids, I don't start with a lecture. I start with what is it that you want to know? I start with what's going on with you and your friends? I start with how have you been affected by race? I start with What do you think about this term called racism? Where have you seen it? What do you think we need to do? So basically what I'm saying is, let's reach our kids where they are, answer their questions as best as we can, try not to gloss over anything, but don't answer with hate, Uh, uh, respond with empowerment strategies, uh, respond with intelligence, and model what diversity should be and why we must we must dismantle racism and
1: institutional racism lead by example that's what it comes down to i love it dr jeff gardere is here with us on the born connect we're having a great conversation we're going to come right back after the break dr jeff is going to give us his top 3 ways to cope with everything that's going on in society today What's up, everybody? I started this podcast because I love connecting with people and sharing their stories. During each episode, we're hanging out with people from all walks of life. I'm talking journalists, psychologists, students, artists, musicians, you name it. We're sharing the stories of everyday people just like you to discover how they unlock their potential. My hope? is that by hearing their stories, it'll inspire you to pursue your dreams. So no matter what walk of life you're from, we've got something for you, and we're not going to disappoint. Thank you for listening. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Stick around. I've got more to come. Welcome back. This is The Born Connect. I'm Omar Bourne. He's Dr. Jeff Gardere. This is top three. Dr. Gardere is gonna give us his top three ways that he's coping with everything that's going on today.
0: Top three ways, the ways that I've always coped with all sorts of adversity in my life. Number one, prayer. Prayer is very important for me. Um, uh, there are two Psalms that uh, from the Bible that I read every morning that get me through one is psalm 23 which i call the anti-anxiety uh, psalm the lord is my shepherd
1: i shall uh, not want that's right
0: exactly and uh, the second one is psalm 91 which uh, talks about actually that no disease will ever enter your tent or ever enter your home as long as you believe in the lord the lord will deliver you number two as i talked about earlier i am an exercise fanatic i'm 64 years old now um i have very young children as a matter of fact omar i have six children ages 28 27 uh 19 17 uh five years old and three years old oh wow i'm like the old man in the shoe i have so many kids i don't know what the hell to do (laughs) important for me to exercise eat properly and rest I get my six hours a night so that's important exercise 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 and the third thing is listening to jazz every evening while I'm watering the lawn while I'm having my quarantini three olives uh, vodka a little bit dirty just like me shaking. <laughs> so those are my three things that's my top three list
1: I enjoy it. I love it. Prayer, exercise, and listening to jazz, listening to music. This has been an inspirational conversation. Dr. Jeff, what inspires you?
0: Um, Life itself. I am in love with life. I am in love with living, and I'm not afraid of dying so I, I i i fear nothing uh, i give everything over to god and there's one thing that i really do believe in uh, and i want to share this with you this this was written by a good friend of mine uh from universal faith ministries uh, uh, miss louise she said there are times when the storms seem relentless the wind blows the lightning flashes the thunder roars but then all of a sudden, the rain stops and the sun comes out. And if we look hard enough, we might even see a rainbow after the storm. And I think that's exactly what we're doing right now, that we will get through this. But let me put it uh, to you, Omar, even m- in a much more uh, simpler fashion. When you're going through hell, keep on going.
1: Dr. Jeff. You're the ultimate inspiration where there's life. There's hope. You've given us hope to my listeners. I know you're inspired by this conversation that we just had with Dr. Jeff. He's Dr. Jeff Gardere. I'm Omar Bourne. You're our listeners. This is the Bourne Connect. Thank you all for listening. Stay inspired.
0: Thank you for listening to the Bourne Connect. Bourne Connect. Until next time, stay inspired.